listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Brand new episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora here to talk about the latest in the long line of Marvel Netflix television shows, The Iron Fist. Aurora, this show, unlike the previous shows that we have Mm -hmm. discussed, this one has an air of controversy surrounding it. It does. From Actually, from a variety of... Of places, there's some controversy surrounding the quality of this program. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the Marvel shows have been given rave reviews. This one is, yeah. has received mixed reviews. I have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm only two. We're only two episodes in at this point, and I do not feel like I am in a good position to judge. Right. I feel like a lot of the people who have reviewed the show, uh, you know, got at least halfway in. Mm-hmm. Before they started talking about it, um, so I'm not really there to talk about. Uh, I don't feel like I'm there experience-wise with this show to be able to talk about quality. Uh, right. I'll just be able to talk about what I think about the episodes we've seen thus mm-hmm. far. Uh, but the other piece of controversy uh, surrounds the casting of this show, right? And I'm sure you've read about that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's. There's a variety of things that I feel like people have gotten right and gotten wrong about all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like uh, I've, I've definitely seen a lot of people referring, like using the the whitewashing term, but I don't feel right. like that's applicable here. Usually, whitewashing is when you have, say, a Latino character. It's been a uh, and they do a movie about this character and they cast a white person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's whitewashing. I feel yeah. like people who are describing this show in that fashion are incorrect because Iron Fist was a comic book about a white person. Um, right. So I don't feel like it's whitewashing. I, now, there, I do agree with the people who feel like it was, they say it's a missed opportunity to to change it up, to, mm-hmm. not, to not cast a white person. I quite honestly, I don't have a problem with them sticking to the source material. I do feel like it's a missed opportunity to do something different, but I also feel like you could say that about a million things that yeah. not just this show, but there's a lot of things that people have missed opportunities on in a variety of different things. Um, now, for me, the the real interesting discussion, and and to me, I feel like this is just like it's a you get you get your choice of bad news versus bad news when mm-hmm. it comes to this. Cause I've seen a lot of people that and correctly are like, well, I just don't want to see another one of these. Uh, I guess what's it's become known in the 
the parlance of talking about uh, storytelling is the uh, the white savior trope, which is a, yeah. the, uh, the the white guy who comes in and does the cultural thing better than the yeah. people from that culture, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like that's I feel like that's valid, even though I feel like it's also slightly off because the character yeah. of because the character of Danny Rand, I don't feel like now I know that people are like the writers are the ones who are doing the cultural appropriation, mm-hmm. but at least the actual character of Danny Rand is not appropriating culture. He was basically a child and raised in that culture. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, I I tend to agree more with. You know, people that, like you're saying, you know, that we see that this white savior character mm-hmm. uh, appropriating the culture. For me, that's I that bothers me more than the whitewashing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we'll talk about it. But uh, I, it, it's for me, it's uh, complicated in this show just because yeah. the way that the actor playing Randy does the character. And mm-hmm. I, we'll talk about it. But it's I don't know. He gives me a the vibe of a douche. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, um, I mean, so, so Danny ran the character. He's, uh, he's, yeah. So he's like found as like a 10 year old or something. So he's raised in right. the culture. Like I, that sort of thing. I guess that doesn't really bug me. It'd be different if it was like a Tom Cruise character, like in the last samurai where he's a right. grown adult yes. and he comes in and he's like, you know, yeah. this is like somebody who was raised from you... childhood. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. To to me, to me, the Danny Rand character is no different than uh, people who have um, immigrant parents who come here and the child is born in the mm-hmm. United States. Their parents may not be citizens, but the child is. The child yeah. is grown, you know, or you know the, or maybe not even. Maybe the child was born in Mexico and right. is brought to the United States. Uh, and has grown up his entire life here. He didn't have a choice to be brought here. That's just mm-hmm. where he was brought to. And he's grown up his whole life. This is all he knows. It's the only language he knows, et cetera, et cetera. And then somebody wants to deport him back to a place that he's never been to, doesn't know anything. You know, I kind of liken the Danny Rand character uh, more like that than okay. somebody who's like appropriating a culture like it's not a malicious thing he was just yeah he's not doing it on he purpose. was yeah he was just right. raised there he was raised mm-hmm. by these monks who taught him to do this stuff yeah um but i can i still i can understand mm-hmm. that people are like i'm just so tired of seeing the white guy being the one right unfortunately to me the other side of this which is the other side of the you know if you're doing iron fist then you're doing a story about like um you're doing a story about a trope in and of itself which is the mystical magical art of martial arts with magical superpowers like it's like this you know the mysterious orient Mm -hmm. that sort of thing so even if you were to cast an asian person in the role of danny rand you're looking at a stereotype yeah of the asian guy who knows mystical magical oriental powers right uh so either way i feel like you're in a lose-lose when it comes to the casting Mm-hmm. I've seen some people that were like, hey, I'd rather take the stereotype. Um, and then there's plenty of people that were, are like, I'd rather just stick, have them stick to the source material. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, um, to me, when it's so muddied like this, and I feel like it's no, I feel like it's not as cut and dry as other situations. Yeah. 
There's uh, definitely more controversial TV shows and movies out there. <laughs> yeah. Like, so for me, it's like, I'm just going to stick to the show, and this is who mm-hmm. it is. Uh, I like the the character Finn Jones. I like okay. uh, the I like he's he plays Sir Loras on mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. I like him on that show a lot. I don't feel like I didn't really I don't know I didn't really well, well let's talk about it. We've got two yeah. episodes to talk about. I don't want to sit here and start uh, dissecting characters mm-hmm. without <laughs> talking about the episodes. Let's do that first. Okay. Uh, it's the first season, of course, and it's episode one we're talking about. It's called Snow Gives Way. Uh, so Danny Rand, a barefoot, homeless looking Danny Rand mm-hmm. enters Rand Enterprises, uh, asking to meet Harold Meacham, uh, a former friend, I guess. Although in flashbacks, this guy's revealed to be quite the dick. Um, <laughs> and, but he is now basically running the Rand corporation. You see the Rands and the Meachams were f- partners. His, Danny's parents and Harold's mm-hmm. parents were business partners Mm -hmm. they don't talk about this here at all right in this opening sentence but basically the story is danny and his parents went on a trip and their plane went down in the himalayas his parents were both killed but he survived and he was raised by monks but Mm -hmm. we will talk a little bit more about that as we get there he has returned to the united states for the first time in 15 years Mm -hmm. um uh he's basically ignored as a homeless lunatic Mm-hmm. They're like, Danny Rand's been dead for 15 years. You're not Danny Rand. Uh, he fights his way through security and eventually reaches uh, Harold's children, Ward and Joy, whom he grew up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they state that Harold has been dead for years, not believing him to be Rand. Uh, he starts spending his nights in a park, befriending a beggar, calling himself Big Al. He also meets Colleen Wing whom he asks for a training job in her newly opened dojo, but she ignores him, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, This homeless look really isn't befitting. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Rand makes another attempt to convince Joy and later Ward. The siblings believe that the rivals of Rand Enterprises are planning to show a leadership struggle within the company now that they're going to announce their expansion into China. Rand is then attacked by Ward's mercenaries. Colleen attempts to save him, but witnesses him overpowering them on his own. Harold is, uh, by the way, Harold Meacham is revealed to be alive and in hiding and is in contact with Ward and apparently not with Joy. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, The former considers the possibility that Danny is in fact alive and orders Ward to leave the situation to him. Meanwhile, Danny faces Joy and tells her about Ward's actions. However, she drugs him at which point he is taken to a mental hospital and flashbacks show Danny as a child when his family plane crashes in the Himalayas. So what did you think of the original introduction to Iron Fist? Okay, so here's here's the thing. <laughs> I if we take aside the whole, you know, controversy and we just talk about the show. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like in previous uh, Netflix Marvel shows. Yeah. The first episode has been crucial. Mm-hmm. Like all, like Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage, all of their first episodes were episodes that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in. Yeah, something, when I, something big happens. Yeah, something big happened. And part of it was the fact that in all of those first episodes, I felt some sort of connection to the character, mm-hmm. the main character. 
um, in this one, I don't care for him at all. Like okay. I, I, and I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I really don't know why. But I mean, I, he's supposed to be like he's supposed to be a fish out of water, but right. it doesn't really feel like one. No, he, he's very cocky. Even though, uh, like, so he, he, so he was. I mean, he lived in the United States for ten years, right? But then he lived in this place, Kunlun. Which, yeah, like in another dimension. Or something. Which, which, by the which, by the way, is a city that doesn't actually exist on Earth. Right. Right. Which is fine. There's yeah. lots of crazy stuff in Marvel right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm totally okay with this. I just watched Doctor Strange uh, again when we got it on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Weird, weird things, and I'm okay yes. with that. Yeah. Um, but he lived there for 15 years, longer than he ever lived in the United States. Right. And he just kind of reassimilated. It felt like he, I mean, minus his weird look, mm-hmm. and the, and the look was basically so people wouldn't believe him. Mm-hmm. Um, although you think he would have thought of that, right? Um, I don't know. It, it is really weird. Like I didn't look. I also did not feel any particular connection in any way to this character i mean that's not to say i won't form one i'm not even sure if that's even the idea um yeah i don't i'm not sure i mean we've Uh, learned we i mean we've learned more about him and you know a lot of the stuff he he's talked about like um like he's this the monks who rescued him are warriors and they trained him to be like them he's an iron fist Mm -hmm. and like he talks about how he's He's like happier when he's receiving punishment, like right. getting beaten on. Like he, yeah. f- the better the better he feels, the more he's beaten. You know, and that's difficult for anybody to relate to. Right. Um, maybe yeah. he's not meant to be a relatable character, but you're right. These all the other characters we felt something towards. Right, and I feel like you know it's not only him. Like they introduce, you know, they're introducing <laughs> the character Joy. Um, and I, we're supposed to like, you know, be suspicious of her, right? Like, we're not sure if she's like, you know, a good person. We we know his, her brother is a, a, a douche. Yeah, Ward is an asshole. <laughs> from the get-go, from the get-go. Yeah. Um, but we're not sure about her. And, you know, towards the end of the first episode, we're kind of like, maybe she's nice, but mm-hmm. I'm still not connected to her. I feel like. Right. In this I first like, episode, the the only person I was like, okay, I like her was Colleen. Yeah, Colleen, I I like I like the character of Colleen. Mm-hmm. Although we didn't get a lot of her, we didn't get a lot of her, but she was the only one that I was like, okay, I I, I kind of relate with this one. I, I I like I like her. Yeah, <laughs> um, Joy kind of felt like somebody who's under the, uh, so Ward is under the thumb of his father. Right. And I feel like his and Ward also seems to be the bigger brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it yeah. sort of felt like, in turn, he has Joy under his thumb. And mm-hmm. Joy wants to, like, you can see that she wants to be the one that's like, I mean, I don't know, it seems like it might be him. Like, he said some stuff that seems pretty yeah. plausible. But his brother is the one who's, like, pushing the thumb down. And she's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to do what you say. You know, I'm going to do what you want me to do yeah. uh, in this case. Because uh, everything she does, even the drugging stuff in the next episode... Like mm-hmm. she talks about, like how she still she's got second thoughts about all of this, and she thinks it really might be him, right? Um, so yeah, it's a, you're right. This was a weird first impression 
to give. Yeah. Um, not only, by the way, I should note, not only did I did I not like the character of Ward, mm-hmm. I also did not think he was a particularly good actor either. <laughs> Agreed. And <laughs> something else I've noticed is in this episode and in the second episode, they do these, they've done, they've, they have done a couple of visual effects. They've done some wire work in the first couple episodes that looked fine to me. I thought it looked cool. Mm-hmm. There's a, and there's a, there's a scene in the second episode that is really cool. Um, but they do these bits with the flashbacks yeah, and the, the, the visuals that they're using just don't feel good or right to me. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like they just felt cheap. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. They don't feel like the other Marvel shows. Like mm-hmm. that. Co- I don't know. If, I don't know if the quality is the the correct word. Yeah. Um, but we've seen in the other Marvel shows, all of them have flashbacks to yeah. something. And usually, the flashbacks have been the best thing about those shows. Yes. So uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. This one was uh, different. Yeah. So. Uh, unless you have anything else you'd like to add, what do you want to give Snow Gives Way? Oof. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm going to give it a three. Oh, okay. Wow. Yes. I thought I thought with you your, it was going to be lower? I thought it was going to be lower. Because mm-hmm. I gave it a three as well. And I'm like, is she going to, she might go lower than a three. I feel I'm like gonna, that may... I mean, I, for me, giving a three to a Marvel show in Netflix is low. Yeah, that's like giving it a two (laughs) to anything else. Um, You're right. It was kind of a, like, it was okay, but it was a pretty lack, it was a pretty lackluster first episode. Mm -hmm. And you're right. There was nothing there to really, um, there was really nothing there to, to really hook me in. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Let's talk about the second episode. Let's see where the show goes uh, from there. So season one, episode two. This one is called Shadowhawk Takes Flight. Uh, so Danny is revealed to be in a psychiatric hospital assigned to one Dr. Paul Edmonds. He continues insisting uh, that his true identity is that of Rand. Um, and Harold Meacham is revealed to be surveilling the hospital uh, so he can see and hear mm-hmm. what is going on. Um, he has Ward talk to Colleen. Uh, because he was seen with her. Uh, and Ward offers her money in a very douchey way uh, in <laughs> yes. exchange for her confirmation of Rand's alleged condition. Uh, Harold secretly visits him uh, while Danny is drugged up. And Danny, I think, thinks he's maybe hallucinating or yeah, dreaming yeah. or something. And he reveals that he is the current Iron Fist, a sworn enemy of. The Hand, and we know mm-hmm. all about The Hand yeah. from Daredevil. Uh, Colleen visits Danny, who reveals his true identity and why Ward is afraid of him. Uh, she refuses Ward's offer, and Joy deduces that Danny is right as well, and tells Ward, uh, who refuses to free him. Uh, the doctor also learns the truth and asks Danny about the crash. And the later mm-hmm. states that he was transferred by two monks to Kung Lun, another dimension that becomes connected to the Earth every 15 years, which is why he's been gone for 15 years. Uh, Edmonds does not believe it, of course, even though he lives on a planet where there was like a space portal and aliens <laughs> and there's a giant green rage monster. 
Like, as I mean, and it's not like there's been like another Avengers movie since then, yeah. and Captain America Civil. Like, how does he not think any of this is possible? He's like, no, nah, you're crazy. He look, he does admit though that ever since the incident, there have been a lot of people who yeah. think that they have superpowers. Uh, which would make some sense. Yeah, I like that. I I, th- I like that uh, that scene. <laughs> yeah, he thinks that he has uh, an anxiety disorder caused by trauma. Right. And uh, Harold, uh, however, decides to remove Danny and put him in a safe space since he believes that he can be useful somehow to mm-hmm. him. Instead, Ward orders his men posed as patients to kill Rand. Uh, but as they are doing this, Danny is finally able to summon the Iron Fist, beats the crap out of them, and then punches the shit out of a door mm-hmm. to break his way out of the hospital. Uh, what did you make of episode number two? I thought this was definitely an improvement over the first one. It was way better. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm 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 biased. I have a soft spot for any movies or TV shows that are in an asylum. Mm. Um, I love anything that's the asylum in, scenes were actually setting. pretty good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so you know because you know th- they usually have a lot of interesting characters, including that guy that tried to kill him at the beginning. <laughs> yes, um, and then he was like giving him the tour. How did they uh, let that guy just roam free like that? I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting that that he tried to kill uh, Danny. And then the next day, they were like, yeah, he's going to give you a tour. And I was like, he killed, tried to kill him last night. Yes. <laughs> I like that his response was, I'm just not good under stress or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he's just having a stressful day, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so there's, there's a bit in here where the doctor is like, you're not Danny Rand. We found this passport on you, and your name is whatever it was, Paul Johnson. I don't yeah, remember John, what it was. It was like a very uh, common name, like like John Anderson or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, although he does explain like it's a fake, he bought it. Like he didn't know how else he could get back into the United States. Yeah, um, it's a fake passport. Uh, the bit with Joy was interesting as well uh, to find out because she basically sends with Colleen this package or whatever of M and M's. And he, Danny, sends the package back with all of the brown ones missing. Actually, mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a great scene. Like yeah. She just pours out these M&Ms, and then she just starts crying. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, we'd eat M&Ms all the time, but we'd never eat the brown ones. Right. Which would be like such a kid childhood thing, but it would also yeah. be like a, you know, who could know this? Mm-hmm. And a waste like of money. Person. Yes. <laughs> They all taste the same. Why would you not yeah. eat the brown ones? They're not Skittles. Yeah, exactly. There's a variety of flavor in Skittles, but M&M's, I know there's different colors, but they all taste the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, when I was a kid, I swore up and down that there was a taste difference, uh, and my parents just looked at me all weird. But trust me, as a grown adult now, there's no taste difference in the M&M's, yeah. everybody. Just yeah. eat them. There, there's there's no magical powers in the green ones. <laughs> I know there's the ghost commercials, but yeah. Um, any any uh, is there more you'd like to add? Um, what do you think about the the fight scene at the end? Oh, with the you mean in a straight jacket? Yeah. So they've done a couple of fight scenes. I I feel like they're okay. Yeah. Like they're fine, but. 
for a dude who is supposed to be the Iron Fist, like yeah, this, the only one that can defeat the Hand. Yeah, like he didn't look nearly as cool as Daredevil fighting guys. Right. Like not even close. Yeah. Like, it was you know it was fine, but they were just yeah you know they were just a fight scene yeah. in a in a show. So so here's my question for you: Do you think sure. that you would have a different opinion? of this show if you had not watched Daredevil, Jessica Jones, or Luke Cage? Uh, I think probably absolutely, actually. Yeah. uh, I mean, look, we're only two episodes in. I have no idea of the quality of the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, I do know that some of our favorites are going to be reappearing. Mm -hmm. I know that the Luke Cage portion of this podcast uh, very quickly turned into the Claire Temple Fan Appreciation Podcast. Yes. And yes. she is featured heavily in the show, I am told. Yeah. So we could very quickly be returning to the Claire Temple Appreciation <laughs> Fan Podcast. Um, so, yeah, it's, so it's difficult for me to say with only two episodes under our belts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, so far, these aren't even close to the first couple of episodes from any of those other shows. Yeah, and, you know, I feel like, you know, that scene, I'm still on that scene in Daredevil where he fights those guys in the hallway. And that, for me, will still always be, like, the best fight scene in any of these shows. Yeah. So every time, every time I see a fight scene, I, I try, I, I, don't, I don't do it on purpose, but I always compare it to that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I haven't seen one that's, like, to that level. Well, I mean, you know, there's the sister fight with the Punisher in the the prison hallway, mm-hmm. which was yeah, very, was, uh, which was very close. Yeah, that was very uh, violent. <laughs> it was just yeah, it was di- it was just different in so much as that it was brutally violent. Yes, yes. Uh, not that the other one wasn't. It was just mm-hmm. you know the one with Punisher was way more stabby and bloody, <laughs> right? Where the other one was like you know throwing dudes through things and onto things. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like there was nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I have heard that there were there were some rumors that the show was rushed, like they rushed to get the show out because they want to do obviously the defenders. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there was some scheduling stuff that was you know. Uh, but I have heard that the show was that they had to move on the show quickly and yeah. finish it quickly, and maybe it's showing. We haven't really had a chance. Maybe we'll, yeah. I mean there will be we'll, there will be more to see. Yeah, and I want to give it a chance because you know, of course, I'm gonna I'm not gonna judge the fighting in the show with the two first two episodes, but I'm thinking you know if it's a if it's a you know character that's that knows martial arts, I'm ex- yeah. I'm kind of expecting good fight scenes. Yeah, because the fight scene was a little, eh, it was it was there. It was a fight scene, mm-hmm. uh, but then. When he went to break out of the hospital and he with his glowing fist and it did that flying punch mm-hmm. and it took out not only the door but like a big chunk of the wall as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's superhero stuff. Yep. Like that was awesome. Like now only if he had punched a dude through the door and through the wall, <laughs> it probably would have been a lot better. But you know, that was cool. Like there's a scene in the first episode where he almost gets hit by a car and he literally like oh, yeah, yeah. jumps high into the air and flips over the car, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was also really cool. I'm like, yay, superhero stuff. Yeah. Um, but there hasn't been a lot of that. Um, yeah. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the, 
the negativity towards the show is that it's that it was really boring. Two episodes in, I'm not bored. Yeah, I'm not bored either. Um, I mean, I, in fact, I wouldn't even say I'm even close to bored, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. Like, if there's a lot of if there's a lot of not, um, you know, if they do like a lot of world building, which is fine. It just depends on how good it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of even Jessica Jones, where there wasn't nearly as much fighting and hand-to-hand combat, there was more action. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though it wasn't all necessarily a lot of fighty stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I guess we'll have to wait and see. And I'm I'm curious I'm curious to see how much of the negativity of the reviews was stemming from the previous discussion about yeah yeah the, what who they, what they feel like the mistakes were in the casting mm-hmm. and then apparently Finn Jones did some interviews where he said some of the wrong things which are like yeah he did we, like we didn't make this show for the critics um which is always supposedly a thing that people say when they know the show isn't very good mm-hmm. um supposedly um, and also people took that to mean like, we made this for the people who like the white guy in charge. Yeah. that's what the book yeah. is. Yeah. A lot of people took it to mean that. I don't think, I honestly don't think he meant that. Mm-hmm. I think he did mean like, this isn't a show for the for critics. The critics. Mm-hmm. But I don't, but I also don't think he meant it in a way that I think the show is shitty and only fans of the comic book will like the show. You know, I think yeah, because you know, uh, you know that comment can also be, you know, the the previous shows, and I, I don't want to keep going back to the previous shows, but um, you know, if you're a fan of the comics, you're gonna like them, but I don't feel like they're made for the fans of the (coughs) comic. They're made for everybody. I didn't know anything about Jessica Jones. Yeah, and now I love that character. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and a lot of that is Kristen Ritter. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just a good show. Mm-hmm. So, that's really what it boils down to. Are there, there are definitely going to be some critics out there who don't get the material and don't enjoy the show. Right. But I don't think the, I don't think not knowing the material is a... I don't know a lot about Iron Fist. Yeah, so me neither. I, but I don't feel like that's going to be a blockade in my way of liking the show if it's right. a good show. Right. Because I like comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't know this character, I kind of have a general sense of comic bookiness. So, <laughs> yes. um, you know, if the show is good, then the show is good. Right. Uh, but I wonder how many of the negative reviews were kind of painted mm-hmm. like, by his comments or by... Because, you know, sometimes people are like that. Like, and yeah, you can influence them. Yeah. And, yeah, and sometimes people can't help be, but be painted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, by the, by their experience, uh, a lot of people. There's plenty of people who can't separate this from that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm I'm one of those people. I have a hard time when Tom Cruise went crazy about Scientology. I had a very difficult time watching Tom Cruise movies because yeah. I just couldn't separate <laughs> Tom Cruise's performances from Tom Cruise the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Mel Gibson. Yeah. Um, I watched Hacksaw Ridge recently, which he directed. That's the first thing I, I've seen with his name attached to it in a long time because it's difficult for me to uh, disassociate the his job, like his work, from his yeah. things that he has said. Personal views, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I totally understand that. But I'm curious. I'm curious to know how much of the negativity came from that 
and how much of it is um, founded in, you know, actual criticism of the show. Because mm-hmm. um, if you come and paint it already that, you know, the show's not that good before yeah. you even watch a, a frame of it, you may be looking for things to help, you know, aid yeah. in your confirmation bias already. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to look at this with as clean a slate as possible. Yeah, that's why, you know, everybody should always, you know, watch the show. Don't listen always to the criticism. Yes. I mean, I, if I did that, I wouldn't watch Sharknado. Mm. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Uh, so so what would you give Shadowhawk Takes Flight, the second episode? I'll give it a 3.5. I'm not in the fours yet, but mm-hmm. it, it was better than the previous one. Um, I give it a little less. I give it three and a quarter. Okay. Um, like I said, I liked it. I liked it more than the first episode. Um, I got to see where it's going. I, I will say this. I totally like some of these episode titles because they sound like moves from Street Fighter. Ooh. Um, a lot of these. Uh, so, uh, yeah, before Aurora and I take off, I should know, you should head on over to cinemageekly.com and check out the uh, the past episodes if you want to get caught up on marvel on netflix we have covered every show and season so far uh that they have put out and we even did a season of like agent carter way back at the beginning uh, of the podcast and all that stuff is available on cinemageekly.com and uh we're available on itunes and google play music just search for podcasters of shield and hit subscribe uh so aurora and i will return next week to talk two more episodes of iron fist on the netflix Episode 3 called Rolling Thunder Cannon Punch. (laughs) And episode 4 called Eight Diagram Dragon Palm. (laughs) Those are the best episode titles ever. (laughs) 